Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hey, I'm happy for you to join me today on Hope for Today, and it is a hope-filled day. I like what God is doing in my life. I like what He's doing in your life, and we're excited about what God wants to do and is doing in your life. We hear lots of testimonials every week of what God is doing, and He's moving in different places around the nation. I just got back from Honduras and Costa Rica training pastors, and God did some great things there, and I'll be sharing more of it in the upcoming weeks. But today, I have a special guest. This is Christy Wilson. Hi, Christy. Christy, I've known you for, I think, 19 years. Yes, sir. Were you here when I came or shortly Mm -hmm. after you were already in the church? We were here when you came, and we were here for about a year, and then we left, um, went and did a church plant. Right, right. And then you came back. And then came back. And now you uh, are an integral part of the church. she serves on the pastor's advisory council. That's a feat to advise this pastor because uh, I'm going in several directions, but she is a joy to work with. And she also uh, helps out with our staff. She has a full-time job. Tell us your full-time job. Uh, I'm a professor at SAGU, Southwestern Assembly of God University here in Waxahachie. Uh, I teach both in the education classes and then in the behavioral science classes. So really, I should have said Dr. Christy Wilson <laughs> yes, because sir. she has, has her doctorate. Um, she doesn't flaunt it a lot, but we use it because you earned it. Sometimes it's yeah. necessary. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you have three beautiful children. Tell us yes, about, about them. Uh, I have three children. I have a um, 16-year-old Um, who's learning to drive, so all prayers are appreciated. And then I have a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old, two boys, and they are growing, and um, life is active. It's very active. And a a wonderful husband, Rodney, great man, great family, and I'm excited for what God is doing you. Now, the scripture that we're going to use today, and you may say, I don't have kids, but that doesn't let you off the hook. Mm -hmm. This is about what God wants to do in children. Last week, I focused on uh, young people, teens, and college age, but today I want to sp- focus on children, especially elementary age children. Matthew nineteen fourteen, Jesus said, let the little children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of heaven belongs to these. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that was puzzling to adults. Obviously, somebody had been stopping the kids from coming to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, it says a lot about Jesus' character that children wanted to come to him, first mm-hmm. of all. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they were attracted to his probably innocence, his love, his genuineness, and people wanted to stop him. So a lot of people have bad childhoods, mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people. And I, I think the way our culture is going, more people are going to have bad childhoods, unfortunately. Um, So Jesus knew that even in his day, there were children who had some rough starts. Back in Jesus' day especially, I think kids just were marginalized. Mm -hmm. They were property. Yeah, they were workers. Mm -hmm. Uh, So to find a gentle man that wanted them Mm -hmm. and valued them, Mm -hmm. I'm sure spoke volumes to them. Jesus even modeled a difference as a child in the temple at the age of 12 when he was separated for his parent from his parents and was teaching the scribes and Pharisees in the temple. So he valued children. He mm-hmm. knew children could be useful. And so we want to uphold that. Let the little children come close to Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to set up what Christy does, and then we're going to have a conversation about it. 
I love what God wants to do in everybody, but I found that if you can reach a kid mm. while they're young, they have a greater chance and a success of living their entire life for God. Mm -hmm. It's so much harder to reach an adult for Christ. Not unheard of, but it's harder. Children are innocent. They're ready. They're curious. Mm -hmm. And when we present the love of Christ, and there's a scripture that says, the kindness of God leads people to repentance. Well, mm -hmm. kids don't even know they need to repent. They're just looking for something. And when we show them true kindness of God, it leads them. And then the kids can lead the parents into a relationship with God. And so I love when that happens. You know, you're saying that there was another scripture that came to my mind, which was raise up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. And so there's a promise there that even though life may right. happen, there's still the promise that they're going to return. Yes. Whereas an adult, there's not always that promise, like no, because we have that choice, that. we have that free will. But when, when a child is raised in that way, there's that foundation that's given that then the promise is made that they will return. And sometimes we just have to be patient, which is the hardest thing, but to wait for them to come back. Yeah, definitely. I love that you included that. So children, valuable. Mm -hmm. And if you marginalize kids, well, Jesus may have a problem with you because he's saying children are important mm -hmm. and um, really lead children to Jesus. So uh, in my first pastorate, um, it was about 45 minutes from here. Uh, we decided to reach out as a church to our children, and we did some citywide events during the year and, and saw a lot of uh, movement, saw a lot of people transformed, and then came to Waxahachie, where I pastor now for 19 years, began to work with the city again. And so we started, uh, I guess, 12, 14 years ago, Mission mm -hmm. 75165, which we've outgrown. Mm -hmm. our, our town, our city, had one zip code. And now has multiple zip codes. Yes, and now we're moving out of our city into smaller surrounding areas. Mm -hmm. And then the plan is to continue to other counties and yes, the state and places. Yes. Uh, this can go international. I mean, it, it's just it's ministry to kids. So Absolutely. tell us about our mission. What, what do we do? Um, well, our mission is it's there's multiple folds to it. Honestly, it's about meeting the needs of the kids and the family. We the avenue that we go through most commonly is through the schools. Um, we pair or partner with the districts around us um, to provide safe alternative experiences for the kids, primarily around the holidays like Easter, Christmas, sometimes um, fall festivals, things like that. Back Just to school. Back to school. Um, and then we do things as well as, as feeding into the, the staff and serving the staff as well um, because they're frontline workers and have such influence. You just, you just led a, an initiative where we served how many teachers and over, educators? There, there was over a thousand educators. Yeah. We fed one day and um, it, it was, was a lot smooth. of work, but it was it, rewarding. It was. It was a and lot of work. And you put together a great was, team. It was smooth and it was wonderful. In fact, here's some pictures of them. They were smiling and happy and yes. it was great. So that that is what Christy does. She's a great organizer with three kids, a husband, and a, a job as a doctor. She loves to assist. Now, your parents were involved in ministry when you were growing up as yes. far as tell, – tell us how that influenced your life. Um, well, I don't know. But basically, you know, I've been in church since I was knee high, as long as I can remember. Um, my dad served on the board in multiple churches. We were They were in the military, so we moved around a lot growing up. Um, so church life was very important to me because it was a common ground and it was a community that I was able to walk in regardless 
the location of. And so um, because the spirit of God is the spirit of God. And when the spirit of God is there, there's that comfort and that familiarity. And so I was just able to move in those environments. And so that became a very safe place to me, which then when you're around long enough, there's stuff to do. You do what's needed to do because that needs to be done. Right. And that's just kind of how I was brought up. So again, the scripture you brought up, train up a child in the way they would go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. Mm-hmm. So I want to segue into what we're doing in the ministry, that if you have stewardship of a child, mm-hmm. if you're over a child, if you're a parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, or a legal guardian, you have a responsibility to train that child in the way they should go. Mm-hmm. So that means you need to be the healthiest you you can be mm-hmm. because you're imprinting yourself onto that child. And so I encourage you, surround yourself with healthy people. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have five healthy people in your life, you'll be number six. Mm-hmm. If you have five dysfunctional people, you'll be number six. I mean, it's it, true. you hang up with five drug addicts, you're going to be the sixth drug addict. Mm-hmm. Whatever you surround yourself with is what you're going to become. So I encourage you to find good people. And mm-hmm. if you're not plugged into a fellowship, to a church, to a small group, to Bible study, get involved with people who love Jesus mm-hmm. and watch your life go up. Absolutely. What, watch your, because you're not only going to be encouraged, there's something about when we give out, mm-hmm. we're encouraged. Christy, you're a giver. You're, uh, you don't mind asking for help, but you all, always encourage other people. Mm-hmm. You always have a kind word. Uh she can say hard conversations with a smile. You know, I don't know if that comes from being a counselor at a school. Oh, I mean, but you had to probably talk to a lot of you. lot of pa- parents that were upset. Yeah. <laughs> you just you just learn. Yeah. So so she's gifted at that, and I I think that's something to excel at. So you're imprinting children. Mm-hmm. It's so important that we connect them to their God. Uh, what is their God going to be? Well, their God's going to be whatever your God is. So, you know, you're watching this, and so I hope the Lord is your God, but if things are more important to you than a relationship with God, that becomes their God. If money is more important to you, if success or status is more important than really having a relationship with the one true living God, then that's how you're training them to grow up. And so always keep them focused on Jesus. Now, let's get back to this uh, mission that is is. We're not sure what we're going to call it yet. But we're still <laughs> in talks about that. You involve several churches. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. Well, our our primary or our, our big event that we have. So we have, like I mentioned, multiple little um, activities that we do throughout the year. But the big one is what we call Night of Wonder. Um, last year, we served two school districts, um, which encompassed 19 campuses. 17 churches were involved. One night. One night. It was a one night event. 17 churches, 19 campuses, over a thousand volunteers. Um, over 400 kids were kids were touched and 176 families were involved. And so essentially we provide um, the churches raise funds or provide gifts. Um, every child's giving a certain amount of gifts. Plus we have a hot meal that night. And these are for families that families are, that are in need. In need. Yeah, yeah. Families that are in need. And um they, they get a hot meal that night and then we work with our local food bank and they um, provide some a boxed meal for the families to take home and work and serve on Christmas. And then um, there's a small service like presentation of the gospel um, that the churches give just about the Christmas story. 
And then um, that's the experience. And then the families get to take the gifts home and the kids have an opportunity to have Christmas because many of these kids, they would not have that opportunity. You know, it's interesting. We're, we're talking about those things. And one of the families that this year stood out to me, I had a counselor friend that reached out and she was telling me, and it was, we, we have deadlines, obviously, because we got so many moving pieces, there's deadlines. Well, there's this one family that had just come to her and they were homeless before mm. they came to Waxahachie, they were living in their car and they had then come here and were now essentially house hopping and um, going from couch to couch. And she reached out and she was like, I know it's past our deadline. Do you think? And without hesitation, I was like, sure, we're going to, something will open up, we'll make a way. And so we... Um, offered to help the family and we met the need. And it just is one of those things like without us, not real sure how that family was going to have Christmas and if they did to what extent. And there's, you know, multiple organizations that work through this. There's all the churches, Toys for Tots works for it with us. Um, We've got the food bank. We've got the runner's refuge, which helps cook the meal. Um, There's mission, which is the oversight over all of it. And then there's the school districts that graciously lit us in to work with the families. So it's a big thing. But for those families, it has such a big impact. And I love how we organize it and what we do. That at those events, every church puts aside their church name Mm -hmm. and puts on a common T-shirt with the mission. Because we're there. It's one church serving a community. Yeah. And And it's kind of like how mom used to always say, remember, you represent the family. Yeah. Like that's that's how we present it. You're you're representing all of us. And so. And there's a lot of dignity, too. And I want to talk about how we. How we treat children, but also how we we treat underprivileged children. There's dignity in that the gifts that we give them are in big black plastic bags. They're already mm-hmm. already wrapped. Their parents have already said what they would love to give them, but don't have the money to. Mm-hmm. And we give those to the parents, put them in their car when the kids are in another room. Yeah, they so have they no don't ideas see. from us Mm-mm. or the churches. This is from their parents. And you may say, well, why wouldn't you want them to know they're from you? Because I want their family, and you want their family to have a good experience. Yes. You know, they have yes. they have so many hard days. Why can't that one day be a good day? And I see in these families' eyes, the parents light up. Oh, Because they absolutely. have hope. Absolutely. You know, I, for about five years, I was a single mom. And that actually was when I started working really closely with Mission 75 and Night of Wonder. And there was um, a couple of years ago was the first year that I actually led it. And my family was in need. And I wasn't going to really tell anybody. Mm-hmm. I wasn't putting it out about anything. And so I just worked diligently to to do what I do because that's what I do. And I had somebody reach out to me just randomly and say, I want to bless your family. Is there something that your family needs? And of course, that was a hard pill right. to swallow. And so being gracious and understanding that when people want to give, you want to just be like, okay. So I just simply was like, well, my kids can always use socks and maybe underwear or really socks because yeah. I got two boys and they go through them quickly. Um, and she was like, okay, well, what else? If you had a wish list, what would you want? And so I sent, you know, just some simple things thinking maybe 20 bucks, 30 bucks. They came back and blessed my family. Each child got anywhere from fifty to seventy-five dollars worth of stuff. My my junior high student, because the only thing he wanted was Taco Casa, which is a <laughs> taco restaurant in town that makes tacos for like fifty cents. Um, he got fifty dollars worth oh, of tacos. Happy, Do you yeah. know how many burritos that is? <laughs> More than is necessary for a fourteen-year-old. But 
still, they they got blessed. And then on top of it, the family was so gracious that they actually gave me like a hundred dollars worth of clothes. Wow. And um, she never knew, like I tried to convey how special that was, but just the dignity that she gave. Right. And because she blessed me, like there's, there really is no, no words. And I don't, as a person that leads this, I don't ever want to forget what it was like to, to struggle. Because if I choose to forget, then I'm going to forget the experience that the families are going through. And, and I want to provide them the honor and the dignity that I myself would, would appreciate. And I completely appreciated that lady helping me and stepping in with my family because truly I wasn't asking and I wasn't going to ask, but I was completely blessed. And I feel like I've seen that same appreciation in the families that we've helped. And so um, I know just from personal experience, I get it. And I appreciate and I'm grateful that I get to be part of that experience. Even though I may not be buying the gifts for them, I'm still a part of that experience. Now, Christy, you mentioned something in this Night of Wonder, but we also do it at the citywide Easter egg hunt. Mm-hmm. This year we expect 3,000 people maybe. Easily. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the culture in the United States. And we do stuffed Easter eggs, mm-hmm. 50,000 of those probably. I think yes, it's about sir. that. So it's a lot of work. Again, hundreds of people show up to work and uh, hopefully mm-hmm. at least 100. And uh, it's a lot of work. But in every event we do at these schools, the schools mm-hmm. allow us to come in and serve. But they also, thankfully, allow us to present the message of Jesus and of hope. We do the same thing at our Easter egg hunt for the city. Our mayor is there, police chief, fire chief, but we present the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's not enough just to do good works. Yeah, It's all in the name of Jesus. That's why we've included the churches, pulling them in together. Every one of the churches brings devotionals to the parents, and we want them to draw closer to Jesus. Jesus loves good works, Absolutely. but he also wants us to push his message forward because Absolutely. he's not going to be there giving his testimony. We give his testimony. And so I love this uh, love, loving children mm-hmm. is what it's all about. Absolutely. So, so I want to read this again. And, I want to, while, while you're looking at that, I was just going to say, with the being able to share the gospel with the kids at the schools is such an honor. And I think part of the reason that we're able to do it is because we respect their boundaries yes. and we operate within their the opportunities that are given. Mm-hmm. And we're not we're not pushing in we're not every forceful, day. We're, we're not, not pushing for... in, we're not demanding, we're yeah. not making we're just being we us. We serve, we we do, we're here to help. But if you're gonna see us help, you might wonder why we're helping. And this is the reason yeah. why. Yeah. And that's how it's God has given us great opportunity. Yeah, we love and, – and, you know, when you really love the Lord and you want to share his a testimony, he will mm-hmm. open doors for you. Absolutely. Yeah, so we're seeing doors open now in other towns, other cities. We're mm-hmm. going to see it in other states. We're going to see it in your nation maybe that we can organize some of these things for children. So, again, Jesus said – those are the words of Jesus – let the little children come to me. And so now that Jesus is no longer with us, he's standing in heaven at the right hand of God the Father, then we say, well, let kids come to us Mm -hmm. because we're going to treat them with dignity. We're going to love them. We're going to uh, give them hope and a future. Scripture says don't hinder them. So we try to help people meet Jesus, and I like that we're getting them when they're young, Mm -hmm. and we're, we're getting the Word of God into them when they're young. So... If you have children 
and you're not involved in any type of religious activity with those children, please get them involved somehow. And preferably in a live group setting yeah. with other kids where they can uh, learn about Jesus. And if that is impossible, well, there's all kind of avenues through social media mm -hmm. for you to plug your kids into Jesus. But don't hinder them. Here's where you come in. Don't hinder your kids from meeting Jesus, mm -hmm. from having access to oh, ministry yeah. of Jesus. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Yes. There, there, you know, a lot of times we, we hear, I've been in church, you know, like you since I was a kid, and I used to hear it a lot. I don't hear it anymore, thankfully, not here anyway, that the kids are the next generation of church. The kids are the church of tomorrow. The church, the, according to this, they're today. Mm -hmm. They're right now. And I'm excited to see revivals cropping up in universities yes. around this nation. We've been yes. wanting that. And it's happening. I believe we're going to see a revival of children mm -hmm. as well. The kids are just going to uh, break out in rapture of what Jesus means to them. And so be involved in children's life, your children's life, your grandchildren's, your nieces, your nephew, any influence you can have for the positive. Absolutely. Speak into them and uh, watch their lives. Check their lives. Check in with them. Ask them how they're doing with social media. You know, unfortunately, pornography is so easy with this. Yes. And and little kids know how to get around stuff. They're curious. And again, introduce them to Jesus. Keep them away from the things that would destroy their lives. Um, keep them away from people who would abuse them mm -hmm. in any way. These are precious treasures that the Lord yes. has put into your hand. Yes. And so lead them to Jesus. And I want to I want to pray right now for everyone who's watching that if you have children yourself, you have grandchildren, you have nieces, nephews, or you're a guardian of any type or you're a teacher, or you have oversight of children, I want to pray for you. Father, I pray for these people who are watching over children that they would have great influence in their life. They would speak hope and life into them, they would not distract them from being with Jesus by showing Jesus themselves to them. So I pray that children would come into contact with the presence of Jesus through the people in their lives. Lord, a lot of times the, the worst people in our lives are the people who are closest to us, family members that do the most damage. I pray we would not be those people. We would speak life and hope and introduce these kids to Jesus so that they will be dynamic, functional adults. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, you, I'm going to piggyback off that that prayer. You served for several years as a counselor. Mm -hmm. What what age group? Were I was you a with? I was a school counselor primarily for 11 years old to 18, um, but I did spend a year working with students with special needs, and so I had as young as five. Okay, so I don't think I'm putting words in your mouth to say that the most damage done to children are usually with their families. Sadly. Sadly, yeah. yes. Yeah. And so children are a heritage from the, the Lord. I mean, if you have children and you don't like them, ask God to help you to or, love those kids. And it's not even so much that you don't like them if your kids feel that you don't like yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Like it's the perception because perception for them is reality. Right. And so recognizing that. Mm -hmm. Rejection's painful to kids. Uh, rejection's painful to anybody, but especially mm -hmm. children. Yeah. yeah. So love them. Uh, God has given them to you mm -hmm. and love on those kids. Speak life into them and watch what God's going to do. Well, Christy, I want to say thank you for joining us today. Yes, this thank has been you. informative.
helpful to people. And if you're interested in what Christy does and how to replicate this wherever you're at, here's where you can reach us, where you can reach her. We want to help you mm-hmm. uh, love ch- children and take them to Jesus. So that's what it's all about. Absolutely. We have we have hope for the, not the next generation, this generation. Absolutely. Yeah, we love them. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Christy, for all that you do. Thanks. And thank you for uh, loving Jesus and especially today focusing on loving kids. Have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.